What's going on, guys? Welcome to Cowboys Beat tonight for September 20th, 2022. And today we're going to be recapping the Cowboys versus the Bengals game week two. Cowboys got a big W, so we are going to definitely get into that here on tonight's episode. Before we get into the episode, please make sure to check out my mer <clears throat> my merch page over at uh, bonfire.com. The link will be in the description. Go check that out over there. Also, we are on uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, whatever it may be. We are over there. Cowboys be on all of those platforms. So please go make sure to check that out. I would greatly appreciate that. And uh, we are broadcasting today from the Thrive Live fan, uh, Fantasy Studio. So, uh, you know, I just like to thank the people over at Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NFL season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is a sign of fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Use promo code CowboysBeat when you sign up tonight and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match of up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy. Sign up and prop up today. Okay, so... The first topic for today, make your own bed. What do I mean by make your own bed? We have heard over the past few days, even especially today, about how great other teams are, about how great this team looks and how great that team looks. But you're not focusing on how good your team looked this past weekend. The Cowboys had one of the most impressive wins in the entire NFL this week, if not the most impressive. Okay, the Cowboys played against the Cincinnati Bengals. They were without their quarterback. They were without their wide receiver number two, their wide receiver number three, their left tackle, their left guard. They're, they're literally on their third string left guard. They're without their safety, who's arguably the heart of that defense outside of Micah Parsons. With all that being said, you play the Cincinnati Bengals and you beat them because you were the better football team that day. Because you are a good football team. I don't give a damn if Cooper Rush is the quarterback of this team. They were a good football team today. And, and here's the thing. This is what I want to do. I want to make sure we're holding people accountable. Let me go find the game previews for the uh, Bengals and Cowboys game. So NFL Network did a uh, game preview pick. They polled about 10 analysts. Okay. These are the scores. Cincinnati. 35 to 20, Cincinnati 34 to 13, Cincinnati 25 to 10, Cincinnati 29 to 7, Cincinnati 30 to 13, Cincinnati 26 to 13, Cincinnati 33 to 9, Cincinnati 27 to 14, Cincinnati 27 to 13, Cincinnati 24 to 14. So we're going to keep that same energy. This was an impressive win because nobody expected the Cowboys to get this win this weekend, and they pulled out a win. So this was a very impressive showing by the Cowboys. So here's the thing, right? I mean, I understand why people are picking against the Cowboys. Matter of fact, if you go back to last week's episode, if you go onto my TikTok page when I was talking about this game, I thought the Cowboys were going to lose this game because they didn't show me much going into this game. However, I still believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are a good football team. And the fact that you beat them 
without all the players that I just mentioned, the adversity that this team has gone through up to this point in the season, for them to go out of these two games that everybody thought were the two hardest games on their schedule with a one-in-one record, as a fan, you should be ecstatic. I know they're not going to talk about it on ESPN and Fox Sports or whatever it may be. They're going to be talking about other teams. Let them do that. Let them talk about the Eagles. Let them talk about, you know, the, the Saints or the Buccaneers, whoever it may be. Let them talk about it. We will be over here making our own bed because we're all we're worried about right now. The Cowboys and the Cowboys fans should be worried about this team right here because this team right here is a good football team. Don't let anybody tell you anything different, okay? Whether you want to say that Cincinnati took a step back or whatever it may be, you won a football game against a good defense, against a good offense with all those pieces missing. As a fan, you should be proud of this team. No fans are buts about it. No fans are buts about it in my mind. So let's get into the Cowboys versus the Bengals. We're going to recap this game. Um, Look, I mean, the Cowboys win 20 to 17. They got off to a big lead early. Uh, Cincinnati came back and, you know, they they uh, brought it to a tie game before that big drive by Cooper Rush to set up a 50-yard field goal by Brent Maher. Overall, I just thought that this was a fantastic performance. This is the type of way that the Cowboys need to play going forward. The brand of football that they played is how the Cowboys win. It's been proven time and time and time again. Go back to last season. Now, I understand that in this game, Ezekiel Elliott had 15 carries and Tony Powered had nine. So they ran the ball 24 times. I love that number. 24 times and you're able to split up the carries between these two backs. I'm okay with that because these two backs really complement each other. Okay? Like, who cares who's the running back number one, Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Powered? It doesn't matter because these two complement each other so well. At this point in Ezekiel Elliott's career, he's more of a power back, okay? Like, he's the type of guy that's going to loosen up the defense. Um, you know, he's going to he's gonna be the guy that wears out the defense, the guy that he's the, the, the north to south runner, and that's perfectly fine. Tony Powered's the guy that gets out on the perimeter and makes things happen. And those two uh, very well complement each other. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So if you're Kellen Moore as a play caller, you should know this. And when Dak Prescott comes back, if you play this brand of football with Dak Prescott as your quarterback, no doubt in my mind you're going to win a lot of football games. No doubt in my mind you're going to win a lot of football games. Because this is the type of play style that Dak Prescott wins with. It's been proven. Like, I mean, there's a stat out there that when the Cowboys run more than they throw the ball, they're undefeated with Dak Prescott as their quarterback. That's fantastic. So you have the formula right there. You have the personnel to be able to run the ball effectively. You have a really good offensive line who's only going to get better. Whether you believe in Jason Peters or not, I'm going to tell you this right now. Connor McGovern is an upgrade at left guard over Matt Forniak. I understand earlier in the season I was saying I want to see what we have in Matt Forniak. We're seeing what we have in Matt Forniak. Connor McGovern, even though I don't think he's a great left, left guard, is a better left guard than Matt Forniak. But when the Cowboys get Jason Peters and they move uh, Tyler Smith to left guard, man, have have a fun time trying to stop that that running attack. I mean, that's going to be a very powerful offensive line you're going to be dealing with. Like, go back to last season. I think that 
we saw in this game that Kellen Moore is starting to adjust to this personnel. I saw more like interior runs by the Cowboys. I think that going forward, the, the Cowboys should stick with that because like when you go back to last season, I think the Cowboys had uh, the type of personnel to where they they could probably get out on the perimeter more effectively than they would be just running the ball through the interior because they had, you know, uh, uh, Connor Williams and Tower Biotic wasn't, uh, you know, the the guy that he has this season. So I think you probably have better success running the perimeter uh, last season. Like that's probably your most effective way of running the football. Could be wrong there, but that's just the assumption that I have. When I look at this team right here, I think that they can run the football down people's throats. And I think that that's the brand of football that the Cowboys should play. Because when you have Jason Peters, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotic, Zach Martin, I mean, with when you see the way Tyler Smith has played at left tackle, just at left tackle, you move him to guard. How many teams have better uh, interior personnel? I don't, I don't see any. You know, you know, like the interior of this offensive line is fantastic. Like Tyler Biotic has taken that next step into being a good center for you. Like you have fantastic personnel in that interior. So if you want to be one of these teams that just runs the football down people's throats, you can absolutely do that. No doubt about it. So I, I like the uh, change up and play calling from Kellen Moore in this game compared to last game. He definitely uh, made some changes going into this game. Let's talk about it. Cooper Rush. He played good enough to win this game. Okay. Like I like Cooper Rush. I think that he should have been the backup because when you have a guy like Cooper Rush, who's been in this offense for as long as he's been in this offense, he knows every nook and cranny to this offense. And all you need Cooper Rush to do is not throw the game away. And that's not what he did. Matter of fact, Cooper Rush was throwing the football down the field. He wasn't afraid to do that. Like, I was afraid to call those type of plays for Cooper Rush because I think that Cooper Rush is a limited quarterback. But, I, you know, he did good. Absolutely. You know, like, I think Cooper Rush took what the defense gave him. Um, you know, one thing I'll say about him is, you know, when he throws the football, there's not a lot of zip on the ball. It's it's kind of like a wobbly type of throw. Um so I'll say that about Cooper Rush, but I mean, overall, he was able to run the offense effectively enough to get a W in this game. And I mean, man, that last drive to put them in field goal position against a good defense. Don't get it twisted. The Bengals have a good defense. They have a very good defensive line. When you look at um, uh, Hubbard and Reader and Trey Hendrickson and the personnel that they have on that line. For, for you to be able to do this, and even the personnel that they have in their secondary, right? Jesse Bates, Von Bell, you know? Yeah, they, they played a good defense with their backup quarterback, and Cooper Rush was able to do enough to win this game. He didn't blow my socks off. He ran the, uh, the offense the way that Kellen Moore wanted the offense to be ran, and overall, you can't hate that. Uh, let me just get one thing out of the way. He is not going to be the quarterback going forward, even when Dak Prescott is the quarterback of this team. Um, Noah Brown. Noah Brown had a good game. He had five receptions for 91 yards. I think he had like 
18.1 yards per reception, which is fantastic. Noah Brown really showed up. And that's what you're going to need on this team. Until Michael Gallup and James Washington get back, you need one of those guys that have been on this team through training camp to step up. And I think the Cowboys were able to have that guy this week in Noah Brown. CeeDee Lamb definitely had a better uh, game this week than he did against Tampa Bay. But I also think that's because Kellen Moore is doing enough uh, you know, from his perspective to, um, you know, progress this offense. Like when you look at some of the, some of the sets that they ran back against Tampa Bay, I mean, they were running three receivers in the seven man, uh, you know, seven man coverages. I mean, th- this week it was different. Like they were running a lot of empty sets, having like five wide receivers out wide and they were running, you know, four or five guys into seven guys. And that, I think that that's progression from Kellen Moore. I mean, look, Kellen Moore has had enough time in this damn offense to where, I mean, you, you got to know what you have. Like, it, we've given you enough time here. The on-the-job training, I'm not for it. I'm really not for it. But overall, Kellen Moore is not on my bad list this week. I thought he did a perfectly fine job calling this game. I still think that there are some things that he needs to get better at in terms of a play caller. Um I think he does want to run those trick play type of things. But um, I also think that at the same time, he doesn't know when to do it. You know, like uh, Kellen Moore isn't the most disciplined play caller either. Like he doesn't understand how to, to fully commit to running the football, even though I thought, again, you did a good job this week, but I still think that there's more that I need to see from Kellen Moore uh, for me to, be head over heels about Kellen Moore. But overall, the offense, they did enough. They did what they were supposed to do. And man, this offensive line, we got to talk about this offensive line. It is very impressive what they're doing right now in the offensive line. I think they let up one sack this week, and that's it. I mean, overall, when you look at this offensive line from right tackle to left tackle, they have some absolute guys on this offensive line and it's it's really spearheaded to me by Zach Martin and Terrence Steele. Those guys are playing at a very high level right now. I think that right now Zach Martin is the catalyst to that offensive line. That's to be expected. He is the best guard in football. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the entire league. So that's to be expected from uh from Zach Martin. But overall, I mean Terrence Steele He's showing why we got rid of Lyle Collins. If, if you were one of these people that thought that the Cowboys should have kept Lyle Collins, I hope that this game was a wake-up call for you. Now, granted, Lyle Collins had a very hard assignment in trying to block Micah Parsons. So, I, you know, if Terrence Steele was playing for another team, he'd probably have the same level of difficulty uh, going up, you know, uh, lining up against Micah Parsons. But it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, Terrence Steele. I'm impressed with him. Zach Martin, I'm impressed with him. Tyro Biotic has definitely progressed in his career. Forniak, we got some things to work on, but he's like the third string left guard. So, and then Tyler Smith at left tackle. I mean, what else can you say? Now we're going to get in, in, in we're going to get into what I was about to go into uh, a little later, later here. But yeah, I mean, look, this offense is setting up really well going into the, uh, to the later part of the season. I mean, yeah, you're going to get Dak Prescott back. You're going to get Gallup back. You're going to get James Washington back. Maybe you go make a move for another receiver. I feel really good about this offense. You have good running backs. We'll have to see what happens with Dalton Schultz. But overall, I feel really good about this offense going forward. You know, I think they have serious potential here. 
Now, Michael Gallup's not going to be Michael uh, Gallup when he returns. Like, don't get that twisted. But I think overall, as a Cowboys fan, you should like what you saw from this offense. Even though they didn't put up a big number on the Bengals, they were able to do enough to rely on the defense to win this game. And that's exactly what the defense did. Let's talk about the defense. Um, Is there anywhere else we should start than at Micah Parsons? Micah Parsons is the best maybe the best football player on the planet right now, arguably the best football player on the planet, him, Josh Allen, those guys, they're neck and neck with each other. Micah Parsons is a difference maker. Micah Parsons is the type of guy that when you're rolling into another team stadium, no matter how much more talent they may have than you, he shuts down the whole thing. That's how good Micah Parsons is. He is one of the best players on this planet. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Cincinnati had no answer for Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons can blitz from pretty much anywhere on the field and be effective. If you have a weak link on your offensive line, Micah Parsons will be attacking that weak link. He's he's fast. It's hard to cover him, uh, you know, with a uh, you know a power guy because if you try to outpower him, he's just going to blow past you with the speed. If you try to put one of these more athletic type of tackles on him, even though you know obviously. You can't line up, you know, it's it's wherever Micah Parsons decides to line up at or wherever Dan Quinn decides to line Micah Parsons at. If 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 you got a more athletic type of uh, offensive lineman, Micah Parsons will overpower them. We saw this going back to even last year in that San Francisco game when he was lined up against Trent Williams and he bull rushed Trent Williams and he moved Trent Williams. So, man, Micah Parsons, all the hype that he's getting right now, it's deserved. He's one of the best players on the planet right now, and he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He's only 23 years old. This kid has a very bright future, and man, I can't say enough good things about Micah Parsons. He is a very, very special talent. Do not be numb to the greatness that Micah Parsons has shown us thus far up to this season. Other than that, I think that there were guys that stepped up. Another guy that stepped up for me that I saw was um, Donovan Wilson. Uh, you know, he got more reps this week due to the fact that J. Ron Curse was out. Man, let's talk about that real quick. No J. Ron Curse. When you get J. Ron Curse back, man, who this defense is going to be dangerous because now you see what you have in Donovan Wilson. You can then say, hey, we'll put J. Ron Curse in the box and we'll just have him play linebacker and we'll just let Donovan Wilson chill back there. Donovan Wilson flies to the football. He, he, his play recognition is fantastic. Um, he knows where to be at on the field at pretty much all times. I mean, man, Donovan Wilson was impressive on Sunday. He had you know, eight tackles, you know, eight total tackles on Sunday, six solo tackles. He's a good player, man. And, and you really have some options on this defense. You are a really deep defense. I mean, they didn't have J Ron curse this week. And they still played at a very high level this game. So, um, you know, and 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 also, like, let's look at some other guys on the defense. One guy that I'm going to make sure he gets recognition, but he won't because he's not going to be a big stat type of guy, is Quentin Bohanna. Quentin Bohanna is making a difference in the middle of that defensive line. But, I mean, just the defensive line as a whole, Osa, Neville, Demarcus Lawrence as well. Demarcus Lawrence had a fantastic game. The Cowboys were having trouble setting the edge uh, against Tampa Bay. Wasn't the case this week. And when you look at this defense as well, they were able to hold Joe Burrow under 200 passing yards. They were able to hold their running attack to under 100 yards. 
yeah, you should absolutely be impressed with what this defense was uh, able to do. So overall, this was a fantastic win by the Cowboys. I mean, they they played Cincinnati with as many injuries as they as they had. And this was a very impressive win for the Cowboys. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The one thing that I like so far this season is that they have overcome adversity. Like, they have overcome adversity thus far in the season. Tyron Smith goes down. They put Tyler Smith there. He steps up. Uh, you know, no Michael Gallup, no James Washington. Granted, the receivers still need to step up here, regardless of the fact. Um you're still able to make things happen, at least in this game, on offense. Again, you weren't great, but a guy like Noah Brown steps up for you. Uh, you know, just overall, Dak goes down. Cooper Rush steps up. He wasn't fantastic in this game. He wasn't great or anything, but he did enough to win this football game. So I just love the demeanor of this team. I really like the culture that this team has put forward. And man, I this is a really good football team, guys. I'm, I'm going to sit here and say it. Do not let the national media downplay this game. The Cowboys played a fantastic brand of football on Sunday. This is a good football team. If they can get back healthy and 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 they have Dak and Gallup and all those guys come back. This is what this is definitely one of the best teams in the NFC. No doubt in my mind about that. No doubt in my mind you can make a playoff run with this team. We're we're going to get into that later in the season. But no, this is a very good football team, and and they're they're showing it. I mean, Tampa Bay week one was rough, but then you bounce bounce back against Cincinnati, and you won this football game. Cincinnati did not lose this game; you won this game. Like you imposed your will on this game on this team, and you were the better team this uh, this day. No excuses to be made. Backup quarterback, all the injuries that they were dealing with. I'm very impressed. I think the Cowboys have a very good team here. And um, I told people last week, don't overreact to these things. It's week one in the NFL season. And I guess you could say that I'm overreacting to, you know, this win from the Cowboys. But I just look at this team and I think they're going to hit a stride at the right time. Like, I think they're going to get healthy at the right time. I think that going into the playoffs, you know, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be hitting your stride at the right time. And and I mean, last year, the Cowboys hit their stride in September and they just weren't the same after that. But now uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Like, I really think you're going to hit your stride in that October, November range and then carry that into uh, what can hopefully be a postseason run for you. No doubt about it. Okay. One bit of news that came out today is that Dennis Houston got released. And this doesn't surprise me at all. However, uh, matter of fact, I have no idea how Dennis Houston was even on this roster. I mean, how does that happen? How How is Dennis Houston getting like significant reps for you? He was your wide receiver 2-3 uh, so far this season. I mean, how? I mean, how is that the case? How do you let that happen? How do you honestly send Dennis Houston out there? and have him play significant reps for you. It makes absolutely no sense to me. But a lot of people are asking, what could this mean, right? Because they're going to have to fill that roster spot. I think this means that Jason Peters is going to be playing on Monday, I believe. You know, whether it's just, you know, him uh, on the sidelines, just being a backup, or him starting the game. I think that they're going to use that roster spot for Jason Peters. And um, 
or maybe even Sean McKeon. Now with Dalton Schultz facing that injury, we'll have to see what happens with Dalton Schultz. Mike McCarthy said that, um, you know, he he's not 100% sure how long Dalton Schultz will be out for. But, I mean, we'll have to wait and see for that news. So I think that this is either going to be uh, calling up Jason Peters or calling up Sean McKeon from the practice squad. So one of those two things uh, I believe are most likely going to happen. I don't think the Cowboys are going to go out there and sign a free agent. I know people are going to want to do that, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. Okay, let's get into overreaction, uh, not overreaction. Cooper Rush should be the starter going forward. This is an overreaction. Relax. Cooper Rush had a very, you know, had a, for his standard of play, he had a very good game, you know, but that does not mean that this guy is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys going forward. Cooper Rush just does not have the talent. Like I said earlier in this uh, stream, Cooper Rush, his balls, they're wobbly balls with no zip on them. And he completed passes pretty much the entire game to wide receivers that were wide open. That's not going to win you football games late in December when uh, you know when teams have a lot of film on you. It, it's not going to happen. This is an overreaction. Dak is the quarterback one on this football team. Even if the Cowboys go, you know, four and out with Cooper Rush as a quarterback, Dak Prescott's your quarterback when he is healthy. There's no doubt about that. The Cowboys have a top five defense. This is not an overreaction. Guys, this isn't an overreaction. This is as deep of a defense as I've seen from the Cowboys. You have depth on the uh, defensive line. You have a bunch of guys there. Linebacker, you have a lot of guys there. Secondary, you have guys everywhere. This is a deep defense, and it's so much so that you can lose a guy like J. Ron Curse, who I believe is the second at least at least the second most important player on this defense, maybe even the second best player on this defense, you can lose a guy like that and your defense still plays at a high level against a very good offense. So no, it's not an overreaction to say that the Cowboys have a uh, top five defense, not at all. And you might have the best player in the entire league on your team, on your defense. So that's always a boost. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Tyler Smith should start at left tackle going forward. This is an overreaction. Tyler Smith has had a very good start to his career playing left tackle, but that does not mean he should continue playing left tackle. I think that once you move him into guard, I think that that's a significant upgrade for your offensive line. I understand. Like, I think that right now, Tyler Smith is a better left tackle than Jason Peters is. That's fine and dandy, but we have to look at it from a... Uh, you know, from a bird's eye view, right? You put in uh, Tyler Smith to replace Matt Forniak or Connor McGovern, whoever it may be. He is a significantly better uh, guard than either of those guys. And I think that Jason Peters is a step back from Tyler Smith. But the up, like the improvement to your offensive line that you're going to get from making that move just overall as a whole is going to be significant. And uh, so much so to, you know, like they're going to be a lot better offensive line once Jason Peters is in there. I mean, Matt Forniak, shout out to him. He's done a good job for the Cowboys. I, I wouldn't say a good job. He's he's put in a valiant effort so far for the Cowboys, um, you know, ever since Connor McGovern's been out. 
credit to him, but he is not the answer at guard this upcoming season. Maybe, maybe in the future, because he's still a young guy. This is a guy that they want to develop, but for the moment, no. You know, once Jason Peters is good to play, you put him at left tackle, you put Tower Smith at left guard, and you let it ride out like that. The Cowboys will win the NFC East. This is not an overreaction. The Cowboys are a damn good football team. Out of all the teams in the division, they had the most impressive win this weekend. I mean, you look at what they did to get that win and all the pieces that they didn't have in that game and the adversity that this team has been through up to this point, and you compare it to the other teams in this division. Like right now, you can look forward and say that with Cooper Rush, you could you could win the rest of your games until Dak Prescott comes back. And then you get Dak Prescott in going into week six against Philadelphia. The Cowboys are going to win that game. I'll, I'll have Dak. I'll have Micah. You know, translation. I'll have the best quarterback in the division. I'll have arguably the best player in the world. I'll have Dan Quinn. I'll have, you know, some of these guys that are coming off IR and some of these guys that are going to be healthy for you. Yeah, I feel really good about the Cowboys' chances to win the division. And I understand the Eagles looked impressive against the Vikings. I understand that. But I just look at what the Cowboys didn't have and the fact that the Eagles, I mean, they didn't have a single guy on their injury report. You never wish injury on anybody, even your rivals. We're, you know, we're not one of those fans that uh, that cheers for people. Like, I, I, you know, I've seen people uh, happy that Dak Prescott you know, hurt his thumb, you know, I, the words that describe them, I cannot say on the stream, but just now, uh, just imagine the words that I would use to describe those people that were happy that Dak Prescott hurt his thumb, you know, so you never wish for an injury, but just because you don't wish for something doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. The Eagles are going to face injuries, um, going forward. And nobody's talking about the fact that everybody on their team was healthy. And uh, the Cowboys are absolutely decimated right now. So, you know, it's a pendulum shift. And um, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys are just, I think they're the best team in this division. And uh, maybe not right now. Like, I wouldn't say that right now. Like, all right, if you want to say the Eagles are the better team right now, now that, you know, Cooper Rush is the quarterback of this team, fine. That's okay. I I, I would agree with you on that. Cooper Rush ain't going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. So that's one thing that we have to take into account here. So I see that there are some comments on the uh, stream. I'm sorry. I, I, I should let you guys know that I'm going to be answering uh, comments at the end of the, um, at the end of the stream. So I'm going to get into your comments here. Okay. Um, let's see. We'll start with Ivan Sosa. We them boys. I appreciate it, bro. Or we are them boys. I, you know, definitely. Uh, do you think we'll defeat the entire NFC East this year? I don't know if they sweep the division. Uh, you know, it's it's very hard to win 12 straight games against your division. It, it is really hard. Um, but I mean, I'm not putting it past them or anything. So uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they have the they have the chance to do so, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to predict it. I think they probably slip up and lose to like Washington in one of these games or, you know, maybe, maybe New York in one of these games. Um, maybe even Philadelphia, you know, like 
yeah, and, and you can lose to any of these teams, no doubt about it. So I'm not going to predict that they're going to sweep the division, but um, I also wouldn't put it past it. I love the culture that this team has. I love the continuity that they have as well. So, um, yeah, there, uh, there's that. Let's see. Uh, Sam Williams is also looking really good. Sam Williams had a good game as well. He made a play. He had a tackle for a loss, definitely. Our draft looked like it uh, it went well at this point. Um, so Tyler Smith looks like he's going to be a really good pick. Sam Williams, he showed some things. Jalen Tolbert, I'm worried. I'm worried about Jalen Tolbert. Why hasn't he been active so far? Um, you know, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens in the season. But, you know, I I, I am a little bit worried about Jalen Tolbert. I, I, I won't lie about that. But then you look at the other picks in the draft. Jake Ferguson, I mean, he hasn't popped up on the stat sheet yet, but he's done a fantastic job in blocking. You're able to get a Peyton Hender shot. Uh, as an undrafted free agent, you know, Darren Bland. I mean, we'll have to wait what we see there. But yeah, this draft class, um, I like what I see from it. But just like look at the previous draft classes that we've had and look at what they and look, the Jones family deserves, you know, criticism when they deserve it. But I will say this what they were able to do with this defense. Two years ago, the Cowboys were one of the worst defenses in the entire league, maybe the worst defense in the league. And what they were able to do to flip this side of the ball and the fact that they did it mostly with drafting, it's impressive. I mean, you get J. Ron Curse, He was a free agent. Malik Cooker comes in. But then you draft guys like Osa Neville, Quinton Bohanna, Chauncey Golston, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox. I mean, he hasn't played for you yet, but I mean, we'll see what we have there. Trayvon Diggs a few years ago, Neville Gallimore a few years ago. What they were able to do with uh, adding talent to this defense, it shouldn't be overlooked. You know, so definitely credit to them. It cre- uh, credit, um, you know, credit where it's due. We make amazing picks, but blow one here and there, like taking Taco over TJ. I agree with that. In my opinion, I wish we we took Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson instead of CD. Jefferson would have been a way better 88. CD is soft. He is no monster like Irvin and Des. What's well, easy to say that in hindsight, that you would take Justin Jefferson. Look, CD Lamb's a good player. Um, is he as good as Justin Jefferson? Absolutely not. Justin Jefferson is an absolute monster. Um, I mean, look. When you say, and I was actually thinking about this earlier during work, I wouldn't say CD is soft, but I would like to see more dog in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see that Des Bryant type of character back on this team. And I was hoping that that was CD Lamb. Like, you know, I didn't pay attention to his personality when he was in college, but like when I watched him play in college and the, the grittiness that he played with and that physicality that he played with and then you compare it to what he's been doing in the NFL now granted I don't think that Kellen Moore knows how to use CD Lamb right like the way you use CD Lamb you set him up for yak stuff right like that's where he's most effective Kellen Moore wants him to be like you know an actual wide receiver but I think that uh, CD Lamb is more comparable th- to a guy like Debo Samuel than he is to a guy like Justin Jefferson, which is completely fine if you know how to use a guy like that. So, you know, I, I, I'm not giving up on CD, not yet. Um, 
Let's see. This channel deserves more than just four people watching. I greatly appreciate that, bud. We'll get we'll we'll get there. Um, we'll definitely get there. When's the Discord summit uh, coming so we can ask you more questions? It's coming soon. Uh, I created the page. I, I you know I want to um, build it up a little more, and then I will let you guys uh, know about that. We are going to destroy the Eagles in Week 15. Um, you know, like, look, the Eagles, they look good so far. There's no fans or buts about it. I mean, you know, they played the Vikings and they played Kirk Cousins, who looked like he was, you know, a, Kirk Cousins played so bad, it looked like he had a bet in for the Eagles. That's how bad Kirk Cousins played. And, I mean, look, what what the Vikings did in that game, three times, like, they had three missed opportunities. You go to the red zone, you throw two red zone interceptions, you almost threw a pick, and then the following play, you threw a pick. You were staring down Justin Jefferson all game. You didn't You didn't even attempt to establish any type of running attack. You were playing shell coverage the entire game. I think that that game is more indicative to problems uh, from the Minnesota Vikings than it is the Eagles just being this world beater. You know, I think the Minnesota Vikings have legitimate problems on that team, no doubt about it. Um Micah will make Daniel Jones get retirement papers. Yeah, and that New York offensive line isn't that great. There are some, there are definitely some pieces on that D, uh, on that offensive line that you can take advantage of, no doubt about it. Do you think the Eagles could run the East with how they are playing? Um, look, they're playing good right now. I mean, there's no, like I said, there's no fans are about to bat it. They're playing good. Um, I think the Cowboys are a really good team. And this is what I said earlier in the live stream. Make your own bed. Don't worry about the Eagles. Don't worry about them. It, they're going to do what they're going to do. Worry about them when we play them. They're going to do what they're going to do. And, and if they do good, that's great. That's great for them. But we need to focus on this team because this is a good football team right here. There's no doubt in my mind that this is a good football team. Um, we need to focus on this team. Week by week, game by game. How do we get better? How do we improve? You're only going to get, you're going to start getting these guys back from uh, IR. You're going to start getting these injured guys back healthy. I really like how this football team looks. I really do. I understand they're one and one coming out of these first two games. But if you told me that we didn't have Doc, uh, you know, in the Bengals game and we still go one and one, I'd say, oh, that's great. We beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cause I didn't think I I I even picked against the Cowboys last week by double digits. You know, just objectively looking at it. Eagles better pray they don't lose hurts. Look, like I said, don't worry about the Eagles. The Eagles, they're going to do what they're going to do. It, it, you can't control it. Worry about your team. Make your own bed. That's the uh, that's the theme of this episode. Make your own bed. You know, you have to worry about what the Cowboys can do to improve. As a team, as an organization, how do we get better from week one to week two? How do we get better from week two to week three? That's great that the Eagles are starting off hot. Newsflash, the Cowboys started off hot last season. Where'd that get them? The Arizona Cardinals, you remember the Arizona Cardinals last season? They started off really hot. Where'd that get them? It's not about getting hot in September and October. It's about hitting a stride at the right time. Look at San Francisco at the beginning of last season. They didn't look like a good team, 
But guess what? They hit their stride at the right time because they found their identity and they started winning games late in the season and they go into the playoffs. Arguably, they should have won the NFC if we're going to be honest with, with, with ourselves. That Jaquesky tart dropped interception was inexcusable. So it's not about being great in September and October. Win enough games in those months to where you can get on a roll late in the season. Let's go back a few years ago, the 2018-2019 team. They were hitting their stride at the right time, and they won a playoff game that year. You know, So it's not about hitting your stride in September and October. It's about what can you do over a 17-week season. Eagles look good. That's great. Cowboys look good too. Worry about your own team. Make your own bed. Uh, Cowboys have the best D in the East. Our offense is only up from here. We're getting our guys back. Absolutely. We're not worried about the rest of the NFC East because guess what? If we beat the team that's in front of us, we beat, let's just say we're going up against the Giants. Our main focus, how do we beat the Giants? Week by week, game by game, that's how we're going to win this division. And I think they're going to end up winning this division. I really do. Like I look at the uh, grit and determination of this team with the adversity that they faced up to this point in their season and they're one and one and like they're only going to get better from here. So I, I love where the Cowboys are at right now. I really do. Um, Honestly, this season is looking like the last, uh, looking like last season went on a six game win streak. I just want us to win a playoff game so I can sleep at night. Look, man, I agree with you. I a hundred percent agree with you, but you want to know what? This is a team. I, I look, I think that they can win playoff games this year. We're going to take it game by game week by week. This is September football. We're playing right now. That's, you know, that's the end of the story. It's September football, but they have personnel on both line of scrimmages. They have the personnel on the defensive uh, line. They have the personnel on the offensive line. This is a team that's going to win football games late in the season because they have the formula to do it. If Kellen Moore can continue to progress as a play caller, get more familiar with the personnel that he has and understand that it's not the same team that he had last season, this team can win games late in the year. No doubt about it. So that's going to be it for the live stream. Thank you guys for coming out. Um, if you guys haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to follow me over on TikTok, Cowboys Beat on TikTok. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys Beat over there. And that's going to be Cowboys Beat for September 20th, 2022. And I will see you guys later.